On the latest Tonky Tonk Time Machine, we have a guest who has written so many great songs over the years, one of the great songwriters of his generation, and the frontman of one of the coolest country bands of the early 90s. Terry McBride of McBride and the Ride fame joins us tonight. Terry, hey, welcome to the show. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you, too, man. Yeah, this is very cool. McBride and the Ride, such an awesome band from that early 90s period. But we haven't heard from you in a while, so get us caught up. What you've been up to lately? Well, you know, of all the things, I recently got back together with the guys from McBride and the Ride. We were, uh, uh, we've always been friends. We've, we've seen each other and uh, have talked to each other over the years uh, constantly. And uh, Ray... Herndon, my partner, that played guitar and sang the backgrounds, lives out in Phoenix, and he tours with Lyle Lovett part of the year. He always has. He did that when I met him back in the late 80s. And then Billy Thomas has been with Vince Gill since the band broke up, McBride and the Ride, back in the mid-90s. Uh, still playing with Vince, and he's in a band called the Time Jumpers as well, which is a really popular, cool band that Vince Gill is in. But we were scheduled to uh, sort of make a little reunion uh, tour this year, and we were going to start with the Fan Fest in uh, June here in Nashville. Of course, that's all been postponed. Uh, it's gone away, but we do have some dates that we're going to book. We just signed with a new agency. I did as a solo artist, but also with the band McBride the Ride APA. So eventually, when things get back to uh, you know allowing us to tour a little bit, uh, that's probably going to be something that we'll be focusing on, probably 2021 mainly, but. Uh, We'll do some McBride and the Ride dates. That's the first time we will have played together in uh, over 18 years, almost 20 years. Wow. Yeah. It's almost like ominous. You, you finally get the band back together, and then a global <laughs> pandemic happens. <laughs> well, in the meantime, I've, I have a solo record coming out uh, this year. It's a, produced by a young guy named Luke Laird. Luke is a uh, very extremely successful songwriter, Grammy winner. He uh, wrote Space Cowboys for... Casey Musgraves, but he's also had 20 number one songs as a songwriter, so he's had a pretty uh, amazing career. But uh, he produced the record, and uh, we've got that album coming out. It's a cool album. It's uh, The title cut is a duet with Patti Loveless, and uh, a lot of your listeners will remember and love Patti like oh, yeah. I do. It's a song I wrote with Chris Stapleton, and um, my old boss, Delbert McClinton, is on the album, and uh, recorded a song of my father's from back in 1971, so it's kind of got some interesting things. And, to talk about with the record, but excited about that. We cut it last year. Now we just signed with a label here in Nashville called InGrooves, part of Universal. So excited about that. Just continuing to move forward. I kind of been behind the scenes the last uh, 25 years or so writing songs. I toured with Brooks and Dunn for 13 years. I wrote a lot of those hits, Cowgirls Don't Cry, Play Something Country, If You See Him, If You See Her, and a lot of other singles too. And that was a great uh, experience for me. I'd known those guys for years, and Kicks co-wrote Sacred Ground, which was a uh, number one song for McBride and the Ride. Yeah, probably my favorite song of yours, as a matter of fact. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's one of my favorites, too. I love that song. Really good song. So so if you had to pinpoint a favorite, could you do it? Do you have a favorite song that McBride <laughs> and the Ride did? Or <laughs> Well, that would have to be one, mainly because that was a real pivotal moment for us in our career. We had been the out on the road touring and traveling, we had a couple top 20 singles, one that was uh, top 15, you know, things were getting exciting. And then our second album came out, and that record just took off, you know. And uh, uh, a lot of memories uh, and some wonderful things happened around that song. So definitely that would be one of my favorites. The, the simple little country song, Can I Count on You, is our first single. That was uh, That's kind of a cool song just because that got the ball rolling and everything 
started for us. So, uh, yeah, a lot of good memories and nothing but but uh, great times back in those days. You know, bands are tough, and uh, it was just a, it was a lot. I was the focal point of the band, and Billy and Ray are tremendous players, and uh, the label really started putting more focus on me. It kind of shut those guys out a little bit, and it was kind of heartbreaking for me because I love those guys, and it just was what it was. Bands are tough, and and uh, we're just fortunate that we remain friends all these years later. And we got together recently, and the harmony is still so good. Those guys still play so well. Um, I haven't played bass in a while, but I was the lead singer, bass player, so I'll have I've got my homework to do. I've got a lot of tunes to learn on bass again, but <laughs> it'll be fun. We recorded. We had a friend, and some people came over, and we recorded the rehearsal, and uh, it's pretty cool. It, it feels good and uh, something we can be proud of moving forward, you know? You talked about all those songs that, that you've written for you know Brooks and Dunn. You, you talk about some heavy-hitting songs, songs that have been nominated for ACMs and CMAs and Grammys, CMT Awards. I mean, <laughs> you've done it all, and you've written for Garth. You've written for Reba, Garth. George Strait. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you know, that's pretty mind-blowing because those are some heroes of mine. Alan Jackson, you know, when you uh, – I'm a country fan, you know. When I grew up, that's I love music. Country was what really spoke to me. I grew up down in Texas, but uh was fortunate to play in a lot of bands early on in high school. And uh, out of high school, I went on the road and really never looked back. But I uh, was always a country fan. And then, you know, George Strait was very – uh, influential early on in, in my career, just uh, one of those guys that emerged onto the scene and was huge. And you know, of course, Keith Whitley and people I love. The list goes on and on. But then later, having people like that record your songs is it's pretty uh, it's pretty mind blowing, really. George and Garth always looked up to Garth, toured with Garth, did some cool shows with him. And uh, Reba has been um, uh, in and out of my career uh, over the years uh, I had a song called if you see him if you see her that oh, yeah. Brooks and Dunn and Reba recorded and then she wanted to, we wrote Cowgirls Don't Cry with Reba in mind sent it to her she loved it and then she really wanted to be part of the record so that was fantastic and then I had a single by Reba called I Keep on Loving You that was the title of one of her albums wrote that with Ronnie Dunn and uh, so I've had a good little run with, with Reba just as an artist I like that sort of thing and of course, the guys, most of my attention for about 13 years was on Brooks and Dunn, but I also had uh, Josh Grayson back in the day, Brass Bed. That was a big hit for him. And oh, yeah. I wrote that. I always liked that song. I had to learn that song. I went out and did about 40 dates last year as a songwriter. I'd never performed that song, but I liked it, so I had to learn my own song, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, it fit me well, too, but uh, that was an interesting moment, just going back and learning songs I'd written but hadn't performed. So uh, that made for an interesting uh little uh, bit of work for me to figure that out and then be able to perform those night after night. It's been fun ever since. That's really cool. I mean, you named like huge hit after huge hit right there for all these artists. That, that's amazing. And you will not, uh, you, you won't find many bigger Garth Brooks fans than I am. Actually, I got to meet him last year and it was oh, a, cool. a highlight of my career. So I'm curious to know what Garth songs that you wrote on. Well, I, you know, when Garth sort of made his comeback, early on, I met Garth in like 91. He heard a song of mine that he liked that I had on an album called Trick Rider, but he really liked that first single we had called Can I Count on You, uh, where I, I had I was wearing sunglasses. I took my glasses off in the video. He liked that. He's like, man, that's real. <laughs> so through his manager, they invited me to come see him in Texas, took my wife over. And of course, he was just blowing up. At the time, McBride and Ride, we were just getting started. Um, so I kind of got to know him, like with you, it was it was a thrill and just the nicest guy ever. 
Then our paths continued to cross. Then when he did his sort of comeback a couple years ago, we had a song on his album called All-American Kid. It was uh, called The All-American Comeback Kid. I wrote it with Craig Campbell and my friend Bryce Long, who I write a lot of songs with. And that was that's the first cut I've had by Garth. But he loved that song so much. And he actually did it on the ACM Awards. When they had the ACM was at the uh, Texas Stadium with a Dallas Cowboys play. Yeah. I uh, performed it that night. And uh, it was just a thrill. You know, anything that Garth does is a thrill. He invited us all down to the studio, the songwriters, to hear this, the album in person before it even came out. He just wanted to do that, you know, for the songwriters. He's a he's a very hands-on, very thoughtful person, you know. Tell you what, I know the song well because I went out and got the album as soon as it came out, and it kind of fits what we're doing here for Memorial Day. Mix it in some of these patriotic songs too. So we're gonna play that song on the show. I didn't realize you helped write that. That's one of my favorite songs from the album. Oh, cool. 